0: From the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona, welcome to episode 242 of the What is Truth Catholic podcast. My name is Deacon Steve, and I remain a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Phoenix. Our Easter season continues, as we're now in the sixth Sunday of Easter. Jesus challenges us to love one another as he loves us. How well do we love? Is our love strong? Weak? or conditional? Do we only love those who love us? Do we try to love those we do not like? At our judgment, we will be judged not just by what we do, but by how much we love. So, how do we love? In episode 242 of the What Is Truth Catholic podcast, we will first discuss our saint of the Week, St. Hilary of Arles. We hear a homily for the sixth Sunday of Easter as Jesus tells us to love one another. In the segment, Catholics in the News, we will learn about a baseball player who lives his faith. In the segment entitled, Truth in the Media, we discover a new book about a man on a journey to sainthood. In the segment entitled, I Don't Get It, I will try to understand what is going on in New Mexico. Finally, During our Truth Topic of the Week, we will hear the truth about exorcism. All of this, plus music from Lincoln Brewster, who sings, Shout for Joy. This and more on episode 242 of What is Truth? Saint of the Week. It's been said that youth is wasted on the young. When I was younger, I could resemble that remark. In some ways, that was true for today's saint. Born in France in the early 5th century, Hilary came from an aristocratic family. In the course of his education, he encountered his relative, Honoratus, who encouraged the young man to join him in the monastic life. Hilary did so. He continued to follow in the footsteps of Honoratus as bishop. He was only 29 years old when he was chosen bishop of Arles. This new youthful bishop undertook the role with confidence. Hillary did manual labor to earn money for the poor. He sold sacred vessels to ransom captives. He became a magnificent orator. He traveled everywhere on foot, always wearing simple clothing. That was the bright side. Hillary encountered difficulty in his relationship with other bishops over whom he had some jurisdiction. He unilaterally deposed one bishop. He selected another bishop to replace one who was very ill, but to complicate matters, did not die. Pope St. Leo the Great kept Hilary a bishop but stripped him of some of his powers. Hilary died at age 49. St. Hilary of Arles, who despite being young served the church faithfully as a bishop, our saint of the week. Homily of the Week. Today's homily is based on the readings of the sixth Sunday of Easter as Jesus gives his disciples the commandment to love one another. A boy's mother had only one eye. He hated her because she was an embarrassment to him. His mother ran a small shop at a flea market. She collected weeds and things to sell, and the money she made was so little they were poor. The boy was teased constantly that his mother had only one eye. He was embarrassed. He thought, how could she do that to me? He would throw her a hateful look, run out and say, I wish you were dead. Well, he wished his mother would disappear from the world. And questioned, why did she only have one eye? The mother said that she didn't really say anything. She didn't respond. And years went on and he grew up grew up, got married, had a family of his own. And then there was a class reunion, so he returned to his home and decided he would look in on his mother. He went to her shack where she lived and found her dead on the ground. He did not shed a tear. Mom had a piece of paper in her hand and it was a letter to him. And it read, my son, I think my life has been long enough now. And I won't visit you because I know you're ashamed of me. But it would have been... Nice if you had visited me when you were there for your reunion. I'm sorry that I have only one eye. I know it was an embarrassment to you. You see, when you were very little, you got into an accident and washed your eye. As a mother, I couldn't stand watching you grow up with only one eye. So the doctors took mine and gave it to you. I was so proud of you that you were seeing a whole new world for me in my place with that eye. I was never upset at you for anything you did. A couple of times you were angry with me, I thought to myself, it's because he loves me. I miss the times when you were still young around me. I miss you very much. I love you. You mean the world to me. Mom. In our second reading today for, from 1 John, we hear Jesus say that God is love, that we cannot know God unless we love. In the gospel, we hear Jesus give his apostles a commandment to love one another, that that is the only way for the joy of the Lord to be in us, if we love one another. So I think this question, this Mother's Day, as we contemplate what it means to really love, is how do we love in our world, love is often a feeling. And like feelings, they come and go. They're transitory. They do not last. Love for us in our world is also conditional. We'll love someone if they perform or act in a certain way. And sometimes we'll withhold our love from someone, even our own children or spouses, when they do not act in a way that we think they should when we think less of them because of the way they're behaving and we withdraw and take our love away. Love in our world is something that involves us. We want it and we want it for ourselves. It is often a selfish thing to make ourselves feel better. But Christ calls us to love. But the love Christ is calling us to—to obey His commandment to love one another—is a totally different kind of love. That love is agape love. It's love without conditions. It's loving those who sometimes don't love us, even choosing to love those who may persecute us. It means understanding that love is a choice, is a commitment, and is truly willing the good of the other person. It's way more than a feeling. It's way more than being in love. It's about loving out of one's desire and choice to do so. Not because the other person deserves it, not because the other person gave us what we wanted or behaved as we wish they would, but because of our caring and true love of them, a very different kind of love, a love like the mother's love in our story that is willing to sacrifice for another, willing to give up for another. Again, like the love of Christ, the love we are called to. So on this Mother's Day weekend, we are called to reflect on what a mother's love is really about. A mother's love, hopefully for us, is one that is unconditional, total, and complete. We did not earn our mother's love. It was given to us as gift. We are called to love the same way giving our love, not to receive it, but out of gift, and loving as Christ loves, unconditionally, totally, sacrificially. So, my brothers and sisters, on this Mother's Day weekend, may we look at the way we love one another and ask ourselves, do we love as Christ does? Do we love willing to lay our lives down for others? We can, by the grace of God, love that way, and if we do, as Christ promises us, our joy will be complete. And now let us listen to Lincoln Brewster, who sings, Shout for Joy. Catholics in the news. After being at spring training for a total of one week in 2020, minor league pro ball player Reagan Todd, along with the rest of his teammates, was instructed to go home. Major League Baseball, the year of the pandemic, postponed the minor league season indefinitely, which basically ended his minor league season. The left-handed pitcher from Centennial, Colorado, was hopeful that 2021 would be different. After graduating from Regis Jesuit High School in Aurora, Colorado, he played three years at Arizona State University before transferring to Colorado Mesa University in 2017. Selected in the 32nd round of the 2018 MLB draft after a senior year, Todd is now aiming to move up into the Colorado Rockies minor league system. His goal, of course, is to rise to be actually a major league ballplayer playing for the Colorado Rockies. Even if Todd's dream of playing in the major leagues is not realized, he has other options. The business major already has a startup business called Todd Ulrich Recruiting, which helps high school student athletes choose the right college. He's also considering joining the military, motivated by his love of country. This affinity grew to new heights in 2018 after he went to the Holy Land. Although he played many of the sports, baseball was the sport he was most confident in, in part because his father played ball as well. Well, at ASU, he developed a good relationship with FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and FOCUS was an opportunity for him to really get to know his faith and to realize what matters most most in his life. He said, with baseball, it's easy how one can think that that's all that life's about. But he realized that life was about living and serving God. When he transferred to Colorado Mesa University after his junior year, it turned out to be a better fit for him academically, and he met his fiancee there and eventually got married. He understood that his life was about serving others, that he was to take his faith seriously, whether he made it to the major leagues or not. One of the biggest moments, he said, during that pilgrimage to the Holy Land was daily confession and mass available on the trip. He went to mass, he said, at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. Witnessing the consecration at that place, he said, changed his life. He saw the bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in a place where Christ actually was. He was so moved by that experience that it changed his priorities in his life. Reagan Todd, a baseball player who lives his faith and knows what is truly important, this week's Catholics in the News. Truth in the Media. The Saint Makers, Inside the Catholic Church, and How a War Hero Inspired a Journey of Faith, long title, is a new book by author Joe Drape. Drape tells a compelling tale in The Saint Makers. Indeed, the man is a fantastic writer and his talent is on full display. This is especially true when it comes to telling the tale of servant of God, Father Emil Capon, a U.S. Army chaplain who died in a Chinese military camp during the Korean conflict and whose remains have just been identified. For instance, discussing Father Capon's early life and decision to become a priest, he noted that the priest's obvious, almost movie star good looks. However, Father Capon had no interest in breaking hearts. Instead, he wanted to swell them with the grace of God, Drape writes. Drape also relates... Even as a novice, Father Capon connected with people by being a doer rather than just a talker, a trait that would mark his entire priestly ministry. While still a young priest, Father Capon became a pastor of a parish that had harvested his vocation. The Gospels, Drape wrote, were especially burned into his brain and offered him the only hero he was ever going to need Jesus Christ. Similar nice and even beautiful turns of phrases are throughout this book. The book is at its most compelling when recounting Father Capon's story, including his experience as a prisoner of war. Father Capon was a shriveled man, just as shriveled as his fellow prisoners, his jacket falling off his clothes hanger shoulders, his belt cinched tight to hold up his two big pants. He smelled as badly as the rest of the prisoners of war did he hurt as much as they did. Still, just a few minutes with him, put steel in the boys' bodies and fire to live in their hearts. Father Capon somehow brought out the good that was left in the broken bodies and spirits to bring insight into their lives and help them as they were struggling. Although this book has some factual errors, it is a really good book, that tells the life of a holy priest who poured out his life for other people. The Saint Makers, inside the Catholic Church, and how a war hero inspired a journey of faith by Joe Drape, telling the truth about a true hero who lived his faith to the end. This week's Truth in the Media. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico recently signed a bill into law overturning a dormant 1969 ban on most abortion procedures. If the law had remained on the books, it would go into effect if the U.S. Supreme Court eventually overturned Roe v. Wade. Because of the court's ruling, New Mexico's law never took effect. If Roe was overturned, what this bill did is legalize abortion in the state. She said, New Mexico is set to legalize abortions with very few restrictions. Particularly concerning is that this law also removes all conscience protections for medical providers and requires an abortion to be formed only by a doctor. So let me get this straight. New Mexico is considering legalizing abortion on demand, not only doing that, but not respecting doctors to say, no, I don't want to do that, it's against my conscience. In New Mexico? You gotta be kidding me. This can't be happening. But it is! I don't get it! Truth Topic of the Week. Father Vince Lampert has traveled to the ends of the earth in his ministry Fighting the Devil as an exorcist. From South Africa to Alaska and points in between, the pastor of St. Michael Parish in Brookville and St. Peter Parish in Franklin County has carried out this ministry since 2005. When Indianapolis Archbishop Daniel Brookline appointed him to this ministry 16 years ago, There were only 12 priests in the United States who were exorcists. Today, there are 125. Now one of the senior exorcists in the United States, Father Lampert is often called upon to mentor priests newly appointed to the ministry, or sometimes to perform exorcisms in far-flung locales. In 2019, he traveled to Alaska to help a newly appointed exorcist with a special case. We're in an Eskimo village, he he said, about 300 miles west of Anchorage, a small little village. And there were there uh, a church doing an exorcism. Ultimately, it's the very normal aspects of our faith that protect us from evil. Going to mass, he said, celebrating the sacraments, praying, reading scripture. It is the ordinary aspects of our faith that do protect us and will protect us from the evil one. Father Lampert is not taken aback by the manifestation of demons. I'm not interested in seeing the theatrics of the devil, he said. The focus should be on the power of God and what God is doing in the lives of people who are afflicted. He is happy to see the growth of the ministry of exorcists in the United States and credits this in part to the attention drawn to exorcism by recent popes. The church isn't prepared to help people who turn to her and who believe that they're dealing with demonic forces. Then they'll turn elsewhere, he said. Where they turn elsewhere may not necessarily bring them the help they need. It may actually fracture and break them even further. More people today are fascinated by the devil than they are by the power of God, Father Lampert said. We should never believe that God and the devil are on the same playing field. The devil is still a creature. Ultimately, everything the devil does plays into the hand of God. I believe that wholeheartedly, and because of that, I always have hope and joy, he said. Father Vincent Lampert, telling us the truth about the ministry of exorcism, our truth topic of the week. Well, we've completed episode 242 of the What is Truth Catholic podcast. If you have any feedback about the podcast you wish to share or just want to tell me how you're doing, assuming you're out there, please email me at Deacon Steve W, D E A C O N S T E V E W, at gmail, gmail.com. As we continue our Easter journey, let us pray. To continue to be an Easter people of hope and love. To love one another unconditionally as the Lord loves us. Let us pray. Lord, help us to discern the truth, the truth you call us all to live. Help us to live in this truth so that we can be as you created us to be, truly free. And let us ask our Lady's help in this journey. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, and at the hour of our death. Amen. Until next time, this is Deacon Steve. I invite you to join me as we discover together what is truth.